All right, so we, kind of a short sermon today, and it's going to be a lot more interactive, but we're wrapping up Ephesians here. So we're in the last two weeks of Ephesians. This week and next week will be the last week of Ephesians, and I'm sure many of you are excited. We told that to uh, some of the volunteers this morning, and they clapped, and I just, I'm saddened to see the level of sin in our leadership. And so... uh, I understand, though, because we've been in it for a long time, but I've really just enjoyed going through Ephesians together. And so as Paul last week begins to wrap up this letter he writes to Ephesus, we saw that he begins to talk about spiritual warfare. And he, he wants us to be aware that there is an enemy, Satan, and he even has demons with him that are waging a spiritual war on us. He wants us to be aware of it, but not afraid of it. Because we get the armor of the Lord, the armor that Jesus wears, he gives to us, and we kind of have this active participation in putting it on. And so we're aware that this is happening, but we're not afraid that it's happening. And what we saw at the first half of verse 18 last week was that a big part of our, of our, our battle when it comes to spiritual warfare is prayer. Paul tags this praying uh, onto the end of this idea of spiritual armor. And he says that do all this while praying in the spirit, almost as if to say, hey, the way we access the way we access this spiritual, uh, this arm of the Lord is, is to pray. And not, I think God gives it to us, but I think there's a component of us relating with God and having that act of putting on of it. By, and I think a lot of that comes through prayer. And so today, in today's service, we're, we're going to pray together. And so we've done this a few times in Ephesians already. We, we've seen two different prayers that Paul has prayed through Ephesians, and And we kind of modeled those prayers and we prayed them together. But today what we're going to see is how Paul is encouraging the church in Ephesus to pray. Like he's giving them some specific things to pray for. And we're going to pray together uh, in in smaller groups for that. So now I know some of you are already freaked out. Some of you are already trying to figure out, can I get out of the middle of the row, get to the bathroom for a while? Uh, But I think there's there's two really good reasons uh, that we kind of dive into this idea of prayer. The first is this. We need to pray. We just need to pray. Uh, it, it is a very American church idea that, that you can have a relationship with God without praying all that much. That, that, that's, that's just not common in global Christianity, that, that, that the people of God don't pray. And I, I want to say this too. I'm not here to get you guys to do more religious stuff. I think sometimes that's what it sounds like from the stage. Like, I'm just trying to make you look like a really pious person. That's not my goal. Maybe incidentally it is, but my goal is that you have a deep-knitted relationship with the Lord. And prayer, we get to pray. We don't have to pray. We get to pray. We get to approach God. And so that's one reason Uh, why we're going to pray. We need to pray. The second reason is, after Ephesians is over, we're going to start a series called The Praying God. And we're going to look at how Jesus prays. The Son of God prays. He prays uh, when he had a really good day. He prays when he had a really bad day. And I bet he prayed everything in between. So if the Son of God needs to pray, how much more do we need to pray? 
And so this is something, this is, a, this is a culture that we want to be ingrained in our church, that we would be people that pray. And if you're like, what is prayer? Because I know some are newer to the faith or maybe you don't have faith in Jesus. Prayer is just talking to God. That because of the good news of the gospel, we've been restored to God in a way that we can talk to God now. And we see the people of God all throughout the Bible pray constantly. And so we need to pray as well. So let's hop into the Word and see these three different areas that we're going to pray over today. The first, uh, we're going to start in verse 16, even though we were there last week just because uh, 18 starts halfway through a sentence. I would kind of like to ask who made that 18 number right there. It's kind of bad timing. Uh, verse 16 says this, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So Paul tags on to, to the end of his putting on of the arm of the Lord. He tags on to that prayer. Some theologians think because of how it's tagged on, they even think prayer is one of the pieces of the armor. I, I don't quite get there because I don't think that's what Paul is saying, but I think Paul is saying prayer is important, and we need to pray often, and we need to pray for each other, and we need to pray in order to combat what the enemy is doing. And so we're going we're gonna to actually pray as an act of, of kind of putting on spiritual armor today. That's the first area of, of prayer that we're going to be in. And so uh, I'm going to have us get into groups of three or four. And Katie, you could put up that first slide that says armor of the Lord. Um, not leaders pray for it, but the one right before that. Um, but we're going to pray over the armor of the Lord. And so here's what I want us to do is when we get into our groups, I want you to look at these things and pick one or two of them that, that you would like more of in your life, whether it's God just giving you more of that or whether you want to become also an active participant and seeking more of that into your life, into your relationship with God. And uh, when you get into your groups, you're just going to kind of share that, just kind of go, hey, I could use more of this. Will you pray this? This doesn't mean spiritual warfare is happening necessarily and you need these things, but it seems that Paul, like we talked about last week, he just wants us to prepare for spiritual warfare even if it's not happening. And so we're going to pray for these things. And so uh, some of you might need to pray for the belt of truth, just the idea that you need God's truth more saturated in your life. Some of you might need to pray, pray for righteousness, to just say, Jesus, remind me of the righteousness you've given me and help me to walk that righteousness out. You might need to pray that, that the gospel so moves in you that wherever you go, you bring peace because you know the good news of Jesus bringing peace to the world. Uh, maybe you need uh, to pray for the shield of faith. This reminds me of the guy who went up to Jesus and was asking Jesus to heal, and he, and, and he essentially said, hey, I believe, but help my unbelief, Jesus. That's the sort of prayer there, I think. The helmet of salvation, that we would just be reminded of how deeply we're saved so we know how secure we are no matter what's going on. Um, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. And so maybe just a deeper commitment to the word of the Lord, that it would speak louder to us as well. And so this is what I'm going to have to do. You're going to get into groups of three or four, 
And it would be particularly helpful if that's what you guys do. You actually get in groups of three or four, because if there's a group of two or the group of six over here, it's going to make your prayer time either really long or really short, and then everybody's not going to be all matched up together prayer-wise. And that's a spiritual warfare in and of itself. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You're going to get in the groups in three or four and just say one or two of those things very briefly. Take 15 seconds and just say, hey, I could use prayer for this. I, I could use more of this in my life. And then you're going to pray for each other in your group for those things to be more so in your life. And I do want to say this. Uh, if, you're a, a not, if you would say that you're not a Christian, that you don't believe Jesus is Lord and you're here in the room, um, one, I'm sorry. Uh, but two... Would you kind of just bear with us a little bit? This is kind of a different service for us. And you kind of have a few options. One, you could just go like this, like, yucky, I don't want to do this. Um, that's fine. No one will judge you. Two, you could pretend you're in a documentary being made about people in this church, and you can kind of just say, man, these Christians are weird. Or three, you could kind of entertain the idea that we believe that there is a God of the universe who wants to interact with us, and you could kind of participate. And you could kind of say, man, there is something on there that I wish I did understand more if God really was real. And so that's what I would have you pray. So if you could humor us, if you're here and you're not a Christian, that would be great. And so get into groups of three or four. I'm going to give you a pretty good amount of time for this, five or so, five or six minutes, and then we'll come back together. So go ahead, get into groups of three or four, say hello. You've already said hello twice, so it should be easy. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want the thing. God, we love you, and and we need you so much. We need the arm of the Lord. Jesus, thank you for wearing it into battle, so to speak, as Isaiah pictures you as Messiah, as wearing uh, all, all or most of these pieces of armor. God, if there's any one of these areas that, 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 that some of us in here are desperate for, God, I would ask that you would uh, supply that armor for us. God, if there's areas where we need to be more active in seeking these things, help us to be more active in seeking these things. Holy Spirit, we need you, and, and we love you. Amen. Now, I know not all of you got to finish, and so feel free to finish later during our response time or, or whenever you find a good time to finish. And so we're going to continue this idea of, of praying in the Spirit. And here's what I think praying in the Spirit means. Uh, I, I grew up in churches that told me it meant something a little different than this. But uh, I think praying in the Spirit is a simply that acknowledging that when we've asked Jesus to forgive our sins, when we believe that he's saved us, that, that the Holy Spirit lives in us now. And so we get to interact with God. And so when we pray, it's not these religious prayers to, to necessarily just get something or just to look religious, but there are these prayers where we have a deep intimacy with the Spirit because the Spirit resides in us. Okay? So let's keep going. Uh, we're short on time. Uh, so verse 19 says this, and also for me. So let's stop there. Uh, 
and also for me is going to be the next part of, of what we pray for. So what we're going to pray for is we're going to pray for the leaders in the church. And I, I hesitated in asking you guys to pray for the leaders in the church. But I found it so fascinating that Paul, who, who wrote scripture, who, who was a, an apostle, said, please pray for me too. I need your prayers. And so I think it's important for us to, to pray for the leaders in our church. And, and, and I want it not to exalt the leaders in our church, but to humble us, to help you see that we need prayer, that we, are, we, we need prayer desperately and we could use your prayers. And since Paul, as a leader, asked for prayer, I'm, as a leader, asking for prayer too. And so I want to remind you of the leaders that we have in our church that you could pray for. Uh, you could put up that one that says leaders to pray for. So here's all kinds of leaders in our church. Uh, I'll just go through them really quick. We have RC leaders, uh, all sorts. We have nine different sets of RC leaders. We have different ministry leaders, Andy over our CGE. We have Johnny, who's our worship director, Jess Tenry, our kids director, Kaylee Jensen, our director of foster care and adoption. And then she does a, a lot of other things too, including helping uh, run Sundays for us. Uh, Emily Bowerly, who's leading our counseling department. Todd Davison, who you guys saw earlier, who's leading our, our, our trip to Guatemala. Um, Carly Smith, who's leading our second Saturdays. Then we also have second year interns who lead uh, a lot of our ministries and help serve all of us. Brandon, Sam, Eric, and Angela. And then also your elders, me, Randy, and Vince, uh, could use prayer as well. And so here's my hope in this, is that you would pray uh, for whatever leader you feel closest to or whatever leader you know best. So if it's an RC leader, pray for them or wh whomever it is uh, that somebody in, on that list that you have uh, some sort of relationship with. And then I want to give you guys some things to pray for. So you could go to the next slide, Katie, so that you're not just like, well, I pray that Anthony gets better at preaching. Uh, me too. I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> Here's a few things that would be so important and mean a lot to me if you guys could pray for the leaders in our church. One is intimacy with Christ, that we'd be so close to Christ. Life balance, a lot of times uh, ministry leaders, uh, they get out of sync in life and they don't balance things correctly. Uh, healthy relationships, uh, that we would just be healthy uh, in the sort of relationships we have and God would put healthy people into our life. Um, protection for spiritual warfare, particularly any of uh, those spiritual warfares that we talked about last week because I think often the enemy is trying to get leaders to stumble because then it kind of hurts more in the church at times. Um, Strength, energy, perseverance, just all, all that in doing ministry. Sometimes we need strength, energy, and perseverance, and especially because a lot of our leaders are bivocational. Uh, and then wisdom, that we would have God's wisdom when we make choices and do things. And then protection from idols, because often in leadership, uh, it is just a way to worship an idol. And then we don't want to do that as leaders here. We want to worship Jesus, not idols. And so, uh, so break again into those groups. Pray for uh, whomever you're closest to as a leader. And you pray one of those things or, or even something else if you'd like. So go ahead and do that now. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want the thing. 
God, thank you so much for the leaders you've provided in this church. Thank you for just the body of believers too, God. I, I'm just so thankful for what I've been describing as, as experiencing the presence of you, God, through the act of love of, of this body of believers, God. I don't know if I've ever experienced it that way before, and so I'm thankful, God, uh, for that. Um, God, I want to lift up all of these leaders. God, I also want to lift up the, the deacons who aren't up there, and we haven't announced them yet, and this prayer is kind of an announcement that we have deacons now, Lord, but... God, just thank you for these deacons who look to serve and love and care for uh, our church. God, give us as leaders strength. Let us be leaders that look like you and only you. God, we love you and we thank you. Amen. Thanks. Uh, we're short on time, so I shortened that prayer a bit for us. I, I'm sorry. And again, I, I do want to clarify, I just... I. I John 3.30 says, John the Baptist says, I must decrease and Jesus must increase. Like that is our, that's our goal as leaders. And so if this praying for the leaders came across as, as us increasing, uh, I'm sorry. But uh, hopefully it came across as, as that we need Jesus and we need uh, prayer. Uh, let's read the rest of the two verses we're in today. So Paul said, and pray also for me. That words may be given to me in the opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Th this is astounding to me that Paul, who he, he's probably writing this letter from being in house arrest. And he, he's basically on house arrest because he's like, I'm going to preach the gospel wherever I want. And I'd like to to Caesar as well. And so they're like, all right, let's wait and see. And so, and, and so Paul... He, he asked that, could you pray that I would be bold? There was something in Paul who called out Peter that he said, Man, I'm, I have some timidness when it comes to proclaiming the gospel. Man, that is so relatable to me. <laughs> because sometimes, I don't, for whatever reason, I lack a boldness when it comes to proclaiming the gospel. And I know many of us do as well. And so I in our last prayer group, I'm going to have us pray for boldness in sharing the mystery of the gospel. The good news that Jesus has saved us. He has lived the life we can't live. He's died the death on the cross in our place, and he raised from the dead to share in life with us, to renew all things. And so I want us to, to pray that we would be able to share that. And so when you break into your groups, this is what I want this time, is for you to think of someone God has put in your life who would say they're not a follower of Jesus, they would not say Jesus is Lord, and they're in your life consistently or somewhat consistently that you would be bolder in sharing the gospel with, that you would be bolder in talking to them about Jesus. I know there's somebody, I know everybody has somebody that they want to talk to Jesus about, but there's something holding them back. And so take 15 seconds to just share in your groups, uh, here's that person and how I know them, and then pray for each other that we would have a, a, a boldness and a, and a spirit-empowered ability to share the mystery of the gospel with that person, okay? So go ahead and do that now. My shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. 
God, thank you so much for saving us. Let the, let the good news of what you've done for us be so real to us that it's not hard to be bold. That our relationship with you, what you've restored and all the things that you're restoring would be so real to us that, that we easily proclaim the gospel boldly. God, we, we love you and we need you. Amen. So how was that? How did you guys do with the prayer in general? Good? If you're new here, even if you're new, like a new just visitor, I'm sorry. This is a weird service, the whole service. We're speaking in tongues during worship. Uh, Spanish, uh, to clarify. Uh, and then uh, praying for each other. But, so I would say come next week to see what a typical service looks like. But I think prayer is so important for us to dive into because I think prayer is such a, almost like an application of the gospel Prayer is such a beauty that, that we get to participate in because of the gospel. Because if we think about what Jesus did for us, Jesus, the Son of, God, Son of God, took on flesh so that we could talk to God face to face. Jesus approached us so we could approach him. Jesus died on the cross, fixing the divide in all of creation, but between man and God as well. On the day that Jesus died, it says that the veil of the temple was torn. And the veil of the temple separated this place called the Holy of Holies, which was like the manifest presence of God. And the veil was torn, I think, signaling that now because of what Jesus has done, because of the good news of the gospel, we can approach God. And then Jesus' resurrection, it gave us a taste of, of the kingdom. His resurrection showed us that, that God is alive and he's real and he's going to redeem and renew all things one day. And one day God is going to make his dwelling place with man again. And we get to talk with him in even more tangible ways than, than the ways we pray now. And so I think the gospel is an application uh, of prayer. And so this is something we're going to dive more deeply into as a church. And I hope it's something that, that is just a huge part of our culture. Amen, church? Let's, let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you that you're a God that I don't have to jump through all these hoops to get to you. Thank you that for the believer, this shouldn't be weird. That we get together and we talk to you. God, I, I, I'm just astounded by the gospel. That, that That's what we get to do. There's not like these certain things we have to do before we approach you or before we talk to you because Jesus did all those things for us. God, help us to dive deeper into our relationship with you, specifically through prayer. We love you, Lord, and we need you. Amen.